Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the WTF podcast, where we discuss the challenges faced by Black entrepreneurs in the U.S. and globally, particularly women, to access funding to grow or scale innovative ideas and demystify entrepreneurship and the fog around funding. This episode is another in a series of conversations with future females and vests or FFI, angel investors who invest in building sustainable and profitable businesses founded or co-founded by African women that have a big impact on Africa and beyond. My guest today is Anne-Marie Hosung Archer. Anne-Marie is the founder and CEO of Mauritian-based Lignum Vitae Health Africa and founder of LVH International Limited based in South Africa. Anne-Marie started LVH after 23 years in the pharmaceutical industry with Eli Lilly Pharmaceuticals, serving in senior leadership positions in Central America, the Caribbean, Brazil, and South Africa. And I just found out that she's also a fellow Jamaican. I had my clues. Hey, welcome and big up. Um, It's always a pleasure (laughs) for me when I have Jamaicans on the show. I'm really getting into um, having more Jamaican entrepreneurs or investors come on the show and I'm, I'm happy to have you, Anne-Marie. Welcome to the WTF podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to share my story with men and women yes. around the world. And yes, being a fellow Jamaican, you know, Jamaicans are everywhere and we, we touch hearts and minds wherever we go. And um, so, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here and to share my story with you. Thank you so much. So. Maybe we could start by how you got from Jamaica to Mauritius. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit about your background and how you got from where you started to where you are now. So not just geographically, but career wise. Okay. Okay. So um, I I left Jamaica many, many moons and suns ago and actually finished my But you maintained your accent. And I just love hearing it. Yes. Um, so I finished high school and, and, and went to university in Canada, um, which is where I started my work and marriage and, and children and started working in the pharmaceutical industry in Canada, uh, then moved back to the Caribbean and um, continued working in the pharmaceutical industry there. But very soon, most of my life, I've been in leadership positions. So I worked um, in the Caribbean, I worked in Central America, worked in Brazil, um, and then was asked to come to South Africa to manage South Africa and the Sub-Saharan Africa region. And I think for many people, once you come to Africa, it's something, there's a hook there somewhere. And um, I know all about that. I feel like (laughs) the same thing happened to me and I'm like, I cannot get away. Yeah, there is, there's so much work to be done and so many um, eager, hungry, smart people that, you know, I want to share my knowledge and experience with. And um, I've always been focused on mentoring and helping young women. So that's also a focused area for me, young Black women. um, How do we help them and share our experience for them to grow beyond and do what I've done and live in many different countries um, as they they share their light and their work. That's important too. And also important to me. And I just want to point out, I'm a part of a mentorship program called the Evolve Mentorship Program. And I put out a call for mentors for a mentor-thon that um, 
we were doing. And, you know, we're always looking for new mentors. So if anybody out there, Anne-Marie, if you want to sign <laughs> up, if not for this event that we're doing now, we're always looking for mentors to come on board yes. and share their experience. And, yes. you know, you can do it for as long as, uh, usually the cohorts are for like three months long, but you just get a mentee, but you might just have to do one presentation. And if another cohort you want to tap out because you're busy, because I, I tap in and out as well, yes. it's there. So yes. Evolve Mentorship Program, if there's anyone else out there who who is into mentorship, please look us up and volunteer to be yeah. a mentor because one of the most precious things that you can give is the gift of time to that's, mentor that's someone. Right. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, your, your experience, good or bad, we learn from each other's failures. We learn from each other's successes and sharing that to young people coming up just helps them to leapfrog um, on their journey. So I'm, I'm a strong believer in that. So I, I um, applaud that mentorship program and I'm happy to, to be there and support. I've always been there for young women and young or older women, doesn't matter the age, um, because it's never too late to, it's to never start on too late. Team, right? And women need mentorship at various stages of our lives That's as we right. go into That's different right. seasons. So yes, That's absolutely. Right. That's right. So then um, after all these years of changing countries, moving around, working with Lily, um, you know, I was convinced that I didn't want to move into developed countries to move back to the US or Canada. Um, I've maintained my contacts in, in Canada, my children are there, um, but I wanted to stay in emerging markets. And I wanted to really look at how to improve the avenues um, of access to medicines for people in our countries. And so I decided to use all my knowledge, all my experience in my own business to facilitate access of, of um, innovative and good quality medicines in Africa and eventually to the Caribbean. I mean, I need to go back home, right? So it needs to be there. So um, um, as I was in the African region, and looking at where am I going to be based once I start my own business? That's where Mauritius came up. It's a good um, location for, for business and business into Africa. And so um, I made that choice to, to move to Mauritius and um, set up my business and support the African countries from there. So you moved to Mauritius, which I am assuming is how you got connected with Future Females Invest. So I've had right. Aisha Tagali and Torera Abiola Tori, who are yes. the founders of FFI on the podcast in season yes. two. And yes. I have been speaking with other FFI uh, angel investors and investees yes. um, that I've yes. had um, in conversations on this podcast. So I'm happy to have you on now, Anne-Marie, to Tell me why you decided to get into angel investing after starting your own company after many years in corporate. Yes, yes. So, you know, I've been in leadership positions for most of my life. Um, very often I was the first woman or the only woman or the first black woman and really had to learn along the way um, learn from friends and sisters um, along the way in terms of how I navigate those environments. And then when I started my own company, 
I started uh, my my business is very complex. Yeah, it's it's many different countries in Africa, etc. Not a lot of people really understood what I was trying to achieve. And, um, you know, there were people that I had to help, but there are many other areas where help would have been amazing. And um, one of the, the, the priorities for me is to, to share my knowledge and uh, to help other businesses and other female-owned businesses develop. And as we know, the investment that goes into female-owned businesses doesn't compare, pales in comparison to the investment that goes to male businesses. And so if we, I believe in my company, we, we want to develop a women's health arm. We're not just about women, but we want to develop a women's arm because I believe that women plus health equals wealth. Healthy women make healthy economies. And so- I like that, um, um, Anne-Marie, I'm not going to let you run away from it so quickly. Women plus health equals wealth. Well, yes. I love it. Yes. So you take care of women health-wise, mentally, physically, emotionally, and these women will be, will take care of the and men. That wealth their multiplies. And their it multiplies exponentially. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So um, a part of that is helping them financially, helping them um, through mentoring and support for their businesses. And sometimes they don't know what they don't know, right? In starting a new business. So bringing different amen, amen, to, like amen to that. And I say it all the time. Yeah. You know, even if you're really experienced, because I'm sure there are things that you didn't know, even though you're exactly. experienced in um, the pharmaceutical industries and you've had lots of C-suite and, and, you know, positions that when you were starting your business, there were things that you didn't know. And you can still be experienced and not know certain things. So I have learned so much in the last, <laughs> the last three years. I'm because learning. entrepreneurship is a beast. It's a constant That's learning right. process. Like every That's single right. thing that you decide to embark on, it requires some level of research and knowledge, upskilling and learning. And you can't do all of that on your own and that's why they say you can yeah. make you can learn from either mentors or mistakes right so you yeah. can either get that mentorship so you can avoid some of the mistakes even though certain mistakes are unavoidable because those are some of the best learning opportunities ever yes. because once yes. you learn that lesson from a mistake you're yes. like never doing that again yes the other thing with entrepreneurship is that it's lonely you know, especially if you're the founder. And so having people that you can talk to, that understand, that can support you and lift you up in the low moments. Because let me tell you, there will be highs and there'll be lots of lows. There are challenges. And so having that, that um, circle around you that can support you makes a difference. And I believe in sisters helping sisters. Yeah. And so um, the opportunity, once I met Aisha and Cynthia and news and like all the other ladies in the FFI group and the opportunity to share my little tidbits because I'm still investing in my company. So what little I can, including my knowledge, um, I thought it was an excellent opportunity to realize my vision and, and dream to support women in, in Africa. So let's talk about investing in your own business because a founder is the first investor in their business yes. along yes. with their customers because your customers yes. are also investors in your business. You're getting capital yes. from them when they yes. purchase yes. your goods or services. 
Um, but also tell us a little bit about how you chose the name for your company, Lignum Vital Health. Yes, thank you. So <clears throat> um, our values uh, for the company is integrity and innovation. Integrity being that you can count and you can trust on us to deliver what we promise. And integrity and ethics in pharmaceuticals, when we're dealing with people's lives, there's no excuse for lack of integrity in this market. And so I went home to Jamaica for Lignum Vitae Health. Lignum Vitae, the tree, it's Lignum Vitae is Jamaica's national flower. And the tree and the wood from the Lignum Vitae tree is used in shipbuilding. It's used to make cricket bats. It's a very resilient, um, dependable wood. If you're gonna use something, to, wood to make ships, it needs to be dependable and trustworthy. And so, so resilience, we dependability and trustworthiness. Exactly. So that led to our uh, values. It links with our values of integrity. Um, on the other side, the flowers of the lignum vitae tree, they're very, very delicate. And for us in the pharmaceutical um, and healthcare industry, we need to be sensitive. We need to be sensitive to the needs of the patients, the needs of our customers, the doctors and healthcare professionals. And we need to, and we link that to our innovation because for us, that means being flexible and finding new ways of bringing access to, of bringing medicines to, to our, our patients, our people in all our countries. So um, I get that that delicacy, the sensitivity um, that we need to have as we listen, truly listen to the needs of our clients and respond, but with the integrity that says, when we say we're gonna do something, you can count on that. And so we really related to what the tree represents and the fact that I'm Jamaican, um, it's a Jamaica's national flower, and I really love the opportunity to bring that from Jamaica and take it to the rest of the world. I love it. Now you're building your own business. You're investing in your own business, but you're still yes. carving out some of your own personal finances to invest in other women. Why yes. is that important to you to invest and lift as you invest and climb on your own journey? Yeah, yeah. You know, life is not just about work and it's not just about pharma and, and what I do every day. I learn a lot when I sit in on these on these sessions and find out what other women are doing. Um, I'm motivated by that. So I get as much out of what I'm doing with, with the, the people that we're investing in as I do in our business. And a part of You know, Anne-Marie, not to yes. you, I'm so sorry, but I always say that there is something inherently selfish in giving because you get so much yes. from it personally. Yes. Um, so it's not just about, you know, that you're giving something to someone, but if you're really being good at giving, you get a lot back in return. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, it's related to the mentoring as well. The mentor gets as much as the mentee out of that relationship. Because one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll share is a story. I remember when I was still um, the CEO at um, Lily South Africa, 
um, chatting with one of our young women in the organization who wanted, she had a dream to do some other things in life. And I, I heard myself talking to her about courage and that us as women need to have courage to take on our dreams and to do the things that we really want to do and to listen to that gut. And at the time, I started to have my thoughts around the business and what, what I wanted to do. And I stopped and I heard myself. I said, wait a minute, you're talking to her about courage. Are you applying that yourself? And that was a little, a bit of a catalyst for me to stop and to say, hey, Anne-Marie, you need to do this. You need to walk the talk. And I've always been called a courageous leader because I speak up and so on in the organization. But with this big step, I heard myself giving that advice and we, you know, sometimes you stop and you, you listen to yourself and you listen to what's right. And then you do what you know you should be doing. Yeah. Cause sometimes we give advice and you're like, am I living the advice that I'm given? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's just yeah. that it caught you in that moment and you're like, I too exactly. need to be courageous that's and right. take this bold step that I'm encouraging this person to take when yes. I am I am holding back on something that is courageous yeah. that I need to do. So no, that yeah. that was a great realization. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing with respect to the angel investing in and and in, with this group that I'm working with. So the the few we I just started investing this year, but the 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 projects that I've invested in have largely been healthcare related. Um, you don't see a lot of women starting businesses in healthcare, and I'm able to bring my experience in healthcare in the pharmaceutical arena to that. So it's there. There is still somewhat of a link to what I'm doing, and um, to progressing. Um, you know, access and, and good medicine and good quality healthcare in the region. So it's it it, it ends up being I end up being pulled towards the areas that um, that I am passionate about. And it makes sense because something you're passionate and knowledgeable about, so you can share yes. that knowledge and expertise. So what are some things that you look for when you're deal sourcing um, an investment in the healthcare space? Um, well, well, first of all, when anyone that comes up, um, I look for connection. I mean, these young women that are starting businesses, I... I, I look for the connection with them. You know, they're young and they're passionate and they're powerful and I just see this future and I want to help them and pick them up and, and give them that boost. Like, it's wonderful. It motivates me to see these, these, these women and, and what they're trying to do. So that's, that's the first, first thing for me. I see them and I want to help. I see some rough diamonds and I just really want to help them to blossom and to realize their potential. Um, but also, you know, you want to see if they really understand the, the environment, the area that they're in, if they understand their competitors, they really need to know the competition, they need to know their market, and you know how effectively they sell to us uh, their their offering, their product, um, their discovery, and you know has there been a proof of concept so far? So those are some of the things that um, that we look for, that I look for anyway. So have you made your first investment in a healthcare related company? You said you started um, this year yet, or yes, yes, yes. We've I've done two so far in healthcare. Would you like um, to talk two. about them a little bit, or is it too early? Um, 
it, it might be a little bit too early. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a little too, too early, but um, um, there's one that's, you know, making a difference in clinical trials um, in the pharmaceutical industry in, in, in Africa, which is a huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I think that's great. Yeah. And there's another lady looking at, um, um, you know, convenience in terms of um, um, healthcare provision and, and testing and laboratory testing in, in, the, in Nigeria. So that looks promising and looks like it's, it could be something that's scalable across the region. Um, there's one other investment that, I, that I'm involved in, which is more tech and not something that I'm an expert in, but I, I know the people that are involved and I'm really excited about what they're doing. And I'm excited about using tech um, and the reach that they have using entertainment, mm -hmm. but using that in a healthcare um, environment for educating around healthcare. Because, so, you um, know, edutainment is a big thing these days, yes. um, especially yes. with how social media is being used where people don't, people want, you know, entertainment on the side of their education. <laughs> and it seems like an easy way to reach people now is through edutainment. So I think that could be interesting. What advice would you give to women who are considering becoming angel investors? Um, just do it. Just Go do for it. it. Like Nike, right? Hopefully Nike yeah, does yeah. for saying that. But yeah. <laughs> yes, just do it. <laughs> Listen, it's a great way to contribute. It's a great way to contribute to other women. It's a great way to contribute financially, but also your bring your knowledge and experience of these women. You know, so many businesses fail, or if we can help them to just get over some of the challenges that you had or that, you know, bring your experience to the table. I think it makes such a huge difference. And with our group, you know, we're not all billionaires that have, you know, tons of um, <laughs> funds to put into this, but when we bring it together as a group, then it starts to make a difference. And so for small women, small businesses starting, starting up in, in many of our countries, um, a little bit goes a long way. So yeah, get started or find a group such as ours where you can pool your resources and, and present. And in the group um, that we're in, when we review a deal together, each of us bring our experiences and our background to the question. So I'm learning from them too. We have people that are more financial, um, people that are more tech related. And that diversity so is, is important in, in, in the exactly. evaluation of those deals, yeah. Exactly. They count on me for the healthcare and pharmaceutical related questions. I count on them for the tech questions and together we, we assess. And so that informs the decisions that I make. So a new investor who may not be expert everywhere, you find a group such as this or join us at FFI. And then we, we pool our resources so that our investments are stronger. What advice would you give to, let's just make it more general, to Black women founders who are fundraising? First of all, not to be afraid of fundraising. You know, when I started the business, it's not something that I did. I funded it with my money, my savings. And... Um, you know, I, I spent a lot more time researching and 
putting plans into what I needed to do and less time into looking at fundraising and how that could that could help me moving forward. So um, I think it's important that we stop and we take the time and we research and start asking questions, start asking questions of men and women about how they've done it and, and learn from them. And so not to hold yourself back. Yes, there's some fear, but have the courage to realize your dream, but it's, it's not a walk in the park. It's gonna be hard work and do the work to research, to ask the questions and make sure that um, you know, you've thought through the competition, the market, et cetera, um, before you, you move forward. But don't be afraid of um, going out there and asking for funding. As women, we need to network, we need to talk, we need to ask, and people are out there to help you. There are many people that will help. You'll be surprised at the amount of support that you will get. Sometimes we wanna hold our ideas close, but you know what? I find there's more help in a positive way than in a negative way, than people who want to steal your ideas. Tell me, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, so there, I'm, I'm, there's so many opportunities out there. I'm looking forward to opportunities within my own organization. I'm looking for the, I'm looking at the growth of these these women that we've already invested in and I'm and I'm excited about all the new ideas that are coming you know with, with difficult situations that we're dealing with with COVID right now there's so many new ideas that have come out as a result of that so necessity is the mother of invention um, the young women that I've seen so far that have started their companies and some experienced women that are changing from corporate or what they were doing and bringing their experiences to to their own companies. I am just so excited and motivated to see all the ideas that are coming. And I say, bring them, bring them. Some of them are not gonna work, but a lot of them will. And the more support they have, they will work. So- And even the ones that don't work now, it's just a prototype and getting better next time around. Sometimes you just have many, to start. <laughs> so how many great. successful companies worked the first time? You know, how many, I mean, Branson, he, he was close to bankruptcy or practically at bankruptcy so many times. We all need, if you believe in what, you're, what you have to offer, you do the research, you do the work and you come back again. So yeah, we learn from our experiences. That's why I don't like to talk about failure so much because they're learnings. You yeah. know, we, we take those and we- Well, we there's that Nelson Mandela quote that says, you know, you never fail, you learn. So yeah, That's so, right. um, so right. failing is, you know, failing or failure is something to be embraced as a part of a learning process. And if sometimes, you're not failing, you're not trying, you're not, right? And you're not learning either because right. sometimes to get to where you want to go, you can't go around it. You just have to go through it and going through it. That's the failure, right? It's going through it too, right. because it's going to that's deliver right. you to something of value on the other side. So yes. I want to wrap up this conversation um, with, you know, what are your plans for the Caribbean in terms of bridging what you're doing with LinkedIn Vitae, um, and how that connects to your aspirations for um, bringing benefits to the Caribbean? Well, I have my... <clears throat> my manager who will be managing the Caribbean based in Jamaica. Um, I've already have 
distribution contracts. We're reviewing some products for the region already. So just watch out, Lignum Vitae Health will be in the Caribbean very soon. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm happy the to hear it. The process has started. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah, I, I, in a previous episode, I spoke to a young man um, who is doing work in the, the breadfruit value chain. Yes. And creating opportunities for producers to be able to participate in the value of this fruit by, you know, exposing it to a larger global market and creating opportunities for people on the farming side, on the producer side, to be able to, to generate real, real income and, yes. and potentially build wealth from something that yes. is just natural to the environment that, that grows, but someone decided to add value to it and bring them in as a part of that value added process. So I really like to amplify when those things are happening um, within the community and to do more and maybe doing more building that bridge between um, the Caribbean and the continent. Cause I know a lot of people are trying to work on it but it's so fragmented, <laughs> right? In terms of how do you um, make those connections? So Emery, thank you so much for your time and coming on, it's a pleasure. And I look forward to having additional conversations with you about what you're doing with Lignum Vitae, but also in the, the investments that you're making with FFI. FFI Angels are a friend to the WTF podcast. And I look forward to staying in touch and seeing the wonderful work that you do to help women entrepreneurs thrive and bring value to the global marketplace. Thank you, Michelle. I look forward to our continued discussions. Let's keep in touch. And um, yeah, good luck with the, the exposure that you're giving to all these um, women and young men out there and um, to their businesses. So I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you so much. And thanks to our listeners for joining us for another episode of the WTF podcast. If you would like to be a guest or sponsor the podcast, please contact us at wheresthefunding at gmail.com. We're available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Please help us grow by subscribing, listening, streaming, rating, downloading, sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family. And follow the WTF podcast on Instagram at Where is the Funding Podcast. And follow me, the host, Michelle J. McKenzie, on LinkedIn and join us for the next episode.